This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles. But it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. How you doing this week, Jonathan? I'm alive. Wow, you're alive. I'm I alive. mean, <laughs> I ain't dead yet. <laughs> not, not wow, like well, oh, <laughs> oh dude, life is kicking me in the butt. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. Sorry that life is kicking you in the butt, but uh. Yeah, it must be kicking you to butt because you haven't you haven't done your uh, I, I don't know your free uh, Rosetta Stone. I yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I am preoccupied with just breathing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th- things are okay. I guess so. Yeah, or lots of good. lots of money seeping out of the bank account. Yeah, <clears throat> is it seeping or flying out in bundles? Bundles. <laughs> Bundles. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but, you know, car. life. Yeah. Life. Car, car problems and... Sorry. Yeah. Children problems and... Just problems, problems? Problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I know we've, we've talked about... Children are just problems. No one talked about this stuff in school. No. <laughs> if they would have presented this during sex education... Mm-hmm. Or any of it, <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah, there, that, that's a real education learning yeah. that type of stuff later in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so my daughter's car died, and so I've been on a scramble to look for another car, yeah. and we found one today. But man, it was a lot of hustling, right? Yeah, and you know, like she needs a car because if that doesn't happen, guess who's Driving her around, so, not Miss Daisy. Yeah, not happening. No. So what? Well, we'll get to it in a minute. But our topic today is bike commuting. <laughs> That's a good segue. So, so, so That's really good. <laughs> Look what you did there. <laughs> there you go. So uh, that uh, probably not an option, huh? Not at this point. I don't think. Yeah, well, t- yeah, about that. Bicycle yeah. commuting, is that an option? Yeah. Hmm. Don't Let's explore that for the next 50 minutes. Yeah. That sounds good. There you go. I think the short answer is no. <laughs> the long answer is no. <laughs> well, as you could hear, Vinny's joining us again this week. Hello. How you doing, Vince? Good. Good. Vinny. Thanks for having me back. When I say Vince, it sounds wrong. I know. Yeah. It sounds right to me. So is life good for you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're uh, I'm breathing. I'm so here. you're alive as well. We're alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have money to leave out. my pocket, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, not old enough to drive, so got that going for me. Uh, well, yeah, quite opposite ends of the spectrum there at that right. Table. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Uh, and I'm I'm good as well, I guess. Oh, oh. Jeff, how are you? Oh. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> Wait, we didn't really. No, ask. we didn't do that. Yeah. Did we? No, no Jeff. It, it never Jeff, get, how are you? It yeah. never gets asked, how but that's you? fine. How I'm okay you, with Jeff? it because you know I got to drive this thing. Who cares how I am? No, we care. 
That's why I'm here. So I did have a scare because, you know, the water leak and all the damage that w- that it was caused. Um, uh, what did the doctor say? Well, so the insurance call, well, insurance denied the plumber repair, like the repairs that the plumber did for whatever reason. They gave a long paragraph, but they're covering the mitigation and the restoration. So in the miscommunication or cross-communication, my wife submitted the plumber repair invoice. They denied that. And ergo, she thought the whole claim was denied, thought we were going to do everything out of pocket. So it was a stressful couple of days till I actually got a hold of said insurance company and talked to them. Oh, no, no. It's just your plumbing repairs not covered, but, you know, the rest of it is, which I don't understand how insurance works, so there's that, but at least that's covered. So, Mm. there for a minute, three days, because it happened on a Friday, you couldn't get in touch with them until Monday. Wow, that's almost like nickel and diamond version. Yeah. Right? Like... I mean, I could see like, okay, if you clogged your toilet, like homeowners is not going to cover that. Yes. That's plumbing. But your pipe bursted. Yeah, but it's it's weird because where it burst, it broke behind the on-off valve. And apparently that's like due to negligence. There you go. Yeah. Apparently. That's your fault. So at that point, why would they even cover the rest? Because it's all, isn't it effects of negligence? Um. Yeah, I guess how the insurance stated it's like, well, we're not going to cover the negligent part of the repair, but the aftermath of the repair will cover. Okay. I'm fine with. Yeah. I mean, I already paid the plumber because he, <clears throat> he wants his money when he fixes mm-hmm. your water from sending down your staircase. So he got his money straight yeah. away. The rest of the people, you know, we have to deal with. Well, right on. So so that was uh, kind of a stressful thing over the, over the past weekend. Do you so. want a hug? No, I'm good. Are you sure right now? No, I'm good. After maybe? Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Hug, hugs it. after. So, hey, so interesting news this week coming from the Amgen Tour of California. They're, what Amgen Tour of California? Exactly. Because exactly. they're not having it in 2020. They call it a hiatus, saying that they might be back in 2021. They ain't coming back. Yeah, once you leave, it's hard to come back. But that's like... That was the only big USA race, big multi-stage left. Yeah, left over from all the other races that have also been canceled and, due and to f- economic. Yeah, how did they work? Hard. Um, it has become increasingly problematic from a financial standpoint. I'm going to borrow that phrase. So. Um, <laughs> couple tidbits about the Amgen tour. Um, you know, so I was at Giant, and that was in uh, Thousand Oaks, or Newbury Park, which is a, you know, sub, sub, sub division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suburb. Of Thousand Oaks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and uh, Amgen is in Thousand Oaks. They're really big up there. Huge. Giant. Yeah. So, um, you know how I used to be able to commute to work oh, look um, at this it's just going in circles yeah just... i used to be able to commute to work from my house uh oh obviously from my house um but i used to commute via mountain bike trails to work and then so i would go through the backside of amgen 
So there was that. But then I had many friends who worked at Amgen because, again, Amgen was huge now, is huge down there. So now, obviously, Amgen is not really the ones putting on the race. They're sponsoring the race, so they're right. footing some, you know, a good amount of the of the bill. <clears throat> but when they're doing that, well, they're doing it for the namesake version of money, I guess. Hold on. I don't know if I'm saying it right. They're sponsoring enough to have their name on there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they're financing the project. No. Right. Yeah, no. Right? So it's somebody owns the tour. Yeah, it, AEG. It, yeah. Yeah, and AEG is truly a promotional company. Right. Right. Um, so then, you know, they're going to go around and go, hey, you know what, I'm putting on this, you know, bicycle race. Uh, hey, McDonald's, you know, do you want to put your name on this? And yeah. it'll be $50,000 this year. And it'll be called the McDonald's bicycle race. Right, right. Yeah, right. Um, so that's where the Amgen thing is. That's where the connection is there. But beyond that, it's AEG. And then um, we've, as Jacks, we've been fortunate to be have been involved in two of the stages um, um, uh, throughout the last throughout the years. Um, and there's a full thing going on. Hold on. There's a lot more than you think about having each city become a stage city. Right. And it's crazy. Um, so state the, whatever, one year uh, in Claremont, um, uh, the, the, it started in Claremont, one of the stages, and then it ended in Baldy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right? It, well, the same thing happened here. One started in Marietta uh-huh. and ended in Palm Springs at the top of the, the tramway. Correct. Yeah. Right. And I remember, I don't mean to cut you off, but I re- just part of the logistics behind it, people actually didn't want it to happen because it's like they found out a road's going to be closed or you can't go down this street on this morning. And people, I remember when it was going on, people were like complaining about, I can't believe they're going to, you know, shut down downtown or Old Town Marietta for... Yeah. For four hours, you know, and yeah. I can't go here, I can't go there. Right. Seemed like the general consensus. And then I thought that the turnout for the start was relatively light compared to other places hmm. that it started when you see it on, on the camera and on the TV, you know, how how much some cities support it. And I just didn't feel, from my perspective and my opinion only, that it was supported very well by the public here. Well... I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Um, the start, the starting cities yeah. never really have a good turnout. And so on TV, it's easy to make, you know, a 2,000 square foot house look big. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 And then so... Uh, um, you know, obviously you're, 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 you're just seeing what's, what's within the frame of that camera lens. Right. Right. And so they're not that big. So the, the, the stage ending cities are the, or were, were, uh, 
are, are where it's fun and, and you know it, it it's not even still big but it's fun right now if there was going to be some more uh, uh uh square footage it's going to be that typically that's where the expos are um at the ending cities okay because you know you you obviously have 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 traveled there mm. um and then the the it's going to end there and then and whatever so they'll have booths and you know pe- businesses local businesses or whatever will you know pay to you know be there not even local I mean, there's Good. national businesses too that will follow the the race right and then i guess if you look at it once the race is started and everything's done, but you can go to the ending city and be there for three or four Correct. hours waiting for Correct. the finale. Correct. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. Right. So back to the Claremont thing, it was a starting deal. Right. Okay. Now, before I even talk about what happened in Claremont on that very day, each city, in order to uh, uh, be part of this, they, they, they enter a bid. Okay. Right. Um, and the, to be chosen, and as part of that bid, you know, they have to submit plans for how to, um, how how they're going to facilitate what they're going to do and what how they're, they're going, going to do, do it. right, yeah. along with a hundred thousand dollar commitment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hundred. One hundred thousand dollars from the from the city to to host the start. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So that might uh-huh. be why some of the people yeah. in our little city. Yeah. So, are... so $100,000 commitment, uh, part of, in your plans, and your plans have to do, have to also constitute volunteers, <laughs> not paid employees, mm-hmm. volunteers to volunteer to like course marshal, you know, no, whatever, or, or block off roads, who knows what, right? That type of thing. Yeah. Clean up trash. Wow, because the promotional company is not even doing that. So you have, in part of your plan, you have to have X amount of volunteers, and what all the volunteers are going to do. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. So right. Uh, so I, hey, I'm going to charge you a hundred thousand dollars, and you need to come up with all the people to work all the different stations. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, what sucks. Is well, what ended up sucking for at least Claremont was, uh, you know, like, like you said, everyone you know uh, can go to the finish line and they can hang out there all day waiting, but f- only for two hours that morning. You know, your riders show up, you get to see them, yay! Yeah, and then they take off, and then everyone splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like we just spent a hundred thousand dollars to do what? Okay, <laughs> I mean, I. D- I didn't look at it from that point of view. I just looked at it, you know, it's like yeah. as an avid cyclist and yeah. like getting out there. And because uh, there was a lot of when it was mm-hmm. here that time mm-hmm. that it came through yeah. our little town, there was some big names, you know. I actually got my picture made with Bob Roll and TJ Van Gardren. So there you go. it was, it, you yeah, know, pretty, it was yeah. A, pretty interesting. And I just felt at that time, maybe, you know, cycling was still kind of, uh, not not clouded over, you know. Lance was still racing, kind of at that time, so it, it still had a yeah. little more forward in the public's mm-hmm. eye, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and it yeah. just seemed like yeah. for a big cycling community like where we live, it mm-hmm. just 
from my, like I said, I didn't understand all the all yeah. the stuff that goes on behind it. it. Just seemed like a little turnout. But. And both times, um, the Claremont stage and the Marietta stage, uh, Jacks uh, donated ten thousand dollars to each race. Wow, to That's each city. Lot. Wow, to help cover the hundred. Yeah. So that's how the cities do it. The city doesn't pay it. They they try to. They ain't get... gonna pay. No way. <laughs> uh-uh. So they're generating money, right? So they're yeah. looking for their little local sponsors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Right. You know. But the best thing about the Claremont one was it was literally right in front of our doorstep. That's awesome. Yeah. Like for our shop. street was blocked off, so we could have technically complained. Yeah. Hey, why are you blocking off our street? Yeah. Our customers can't get here. No. But yeah. what? No. But what I found interesting about it was, you know, they start and they do their little warm up and then they hit the main stretch when they started going. And, you know, their road, but when they were on that main straightaway and all 100 of them or 70, however many there were, I can't, I can't tell you, are coming by and they're doing 28, 29 miles an hour just getting going. The noise and like, it oh, was it's almost a, like, it's it was a swarm almost, of bees. Yeah, it was almost like being at a, stock car race just because yeah. of the adrenaline and literally how fast those guys are going on a bicycle it's like watching it on tv you don't really get appreciation for just how fast they're going you know yeah and when they come swarming yeah. by you yeah yeah it sounds like a herd of bees and mm-hmm. and it's just power it's just wow. a lot of a commotion going on you, um you've never been um part of a uh have you ever ridden in a criterium I did the Tour de Marietta. Okay. Uh, Cat 5. Uh-huh. How'd but it go? I say that to say this. I held on for a lap. <laughs> <laughs> I actually held on for three on the, on the, on the small one, the 32nd yeah. course that we did. On, yeah. on, so you did a time trial on Friday. You did the, the circuit course on Saturday. And then you did the road race on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's when I thought I was in shape, and I was doing Cat Five, and yeah, the speed that these one of the, these future racers are mm-hmm. generating—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you <laughs> you know. And then when we rode with the Amgen Tour last year, you know, we got to ride with the guys when they were at a at a out of our the Irvine store. Oh, the, the uh, Trek uh, Segafredo team? Yeah, so we got to ride with those guys. So when you talk to them and you, know, you, and you wonder how they get so fast and what they do, and it's like, you know, we just ride. And it's not like they ride at 29 miles an hour, but what they do, like we go to work for eight hours a day. Their job is to ride a bike for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. He said, so, you know, typically when we're riding, just in a group ride, if it's just us raining, riding and training, it's 19 to 22, you know, more like a Saturday, a group ride, you know, but they're doing it for eight hours a day, yeah. seven days a week, regardless of the conditions or where they're going. And then in their training cycle, they have sprint days, but that I always wondered how they got to be fast or how some people were. And then he says, well, you know, our job, he goes, what do you do for eight hours a day? And he tell him, goes, you know, I ride a bike. He wasn't being arrogant. He's just saying he's just putting it in perspective. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, huh. yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So when I was when I was training for the Tour de Marietta, and I was riding three hours three times a week, then you can see <laughs> where um, you know the speed comes in. And and when 
the times that I've ridden consecutive days, just riding, you do get faster. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, eight hours a day. Yeah. Uphills, downhills, through yeah. mountains, it doesn't matter. They're just, they're riding a bike. So I thought that was, that brought it all into perspective. And, you, you know, they're just generating, you know, burning I, calories and riding bikes. I did a 30-lap crit one time. And I got lapped at around lap 15, 16 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I well, held on, on to the, that for on, that long. On the road race on a Sunday, it's it was a three and a half mile race. We did 12 laps. So we were doing 36. I got lapped twice in 12 laps. You wow. got laughed at twice? Lapped. No, laughed at 36 times. Yeah, I got lapped twice. <laughs> yeah. So right then and there, I realized, yeah, I'm just going to be a Saturday group rider. <laughs> I finished, though. However, I finished with points because mm. I got points on the time trial. Oh. Actually, did pretty good on the time trial. What do you get for the points? I got 17. No, but I mean, what do, you, do you exchange them for something? Like, you no, get a prize? I just, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day. <laughs> like Chuck E. Cheese? The, the Barbie. The Barbie doll. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, when you look at your stats and they look at points, it's like, uh, yeah, I got 17, so I wasn't shut out. I didn't get points on Saturday or Sunday, but hey, I got points. And there was people who didn't race all three <clears> stages, so, you know, I didn't come in dead last. I just came in last. <laughs> well, anyhow, it's kind of crazy, though, that... Um, that a big AEG event is uh, talking about, you know, um, obviously the, the, the what their return on investment um, is not what they're looking, what they're hoping for. Yeah, but I, it, I love this phrase, and I'm gonna say it again. It has become increasingly problematic from a financial standpoint. But I mean, think about it. It's a sporting event that spectators can go to, right? For free. Mm-hmm. Bingo. That's there, the problem. There's no there is no charge for to go to go see the finish right. or to hang out. So you yeah, you're 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 hoping for just sponsorship dollars. Mm-hmm. But yeah. beyond that or I guess T V T V dollars, but if if do, that they don't do much coverage on it. It's that, your right? spectators, man. I mean yeah. even if your spectators did, you know, pay three bucks each, well, you know, a million million spectators. At least you got that much, but yeah. But I think another perspective is that they've sort of the last three years they haven't really changed the course that much because like because the cities don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> okay, I mean, is that so? You think that's where it runs into because I thought the year that they did south to north and they started in Escondido and they and they started in Marietta and they started another and they kind of did a like more like you see in the tour to tour to France they. They traveled along California and actually got different regions and parts. So I thought it was a very good idea. Right. And I thought it was cool. And the, when they did it in Escondido, they started and finished in Escondido. And that's when they did, you know, Palomar. So that was, yeah. you know, pretty impressive to see that. I bet you, I bet you that somewhere in between those lines of of editorial or whatever, or that, that press release has to do with, uh, they're probably finding it hard that for cities to want to put up that money. Yeah. Well, a, the city's probably not seeing any return on investment. Obviously the city's not paying a hundred grand, but the stores that have to contribute $10,000, if you get 10, 10 stores to contribute 10, 
what are they what are they getting out of it mm-hmm. you know yeah especially if the people aren't going to be there for the start for th- two hours mm-hmm. and then they're gone yep so interesting yeah but i mean it's uh it's i always think it's i know sad's kind of a weird word i always think it's interesting with something that's been around for 14 years all of a sudden it's no longer you know just calls it quits mm-hmm but the interesting the words they use, they saying a hiatus. They haven't they haven't completely folded. They're trying to look to see how it doesn't become increasingly financially problematic. <laughs> <laughs> All of this talk about bike riding though has got me wondering and, and segueing into and we've said it like three times, bicycle commuting, which is kind of our topic tonight. Uh bike bike commuting. You said you've done it. When you commuted did you do it on a regular basis? Uh, regular enough, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, life was simpler back then. Right. So when you have a routine, you can do it on a regular basis. And at that time, I was more regular about it. Yeah, because, I mean, I was, I was riding at a minimum five days a week. So... Let's let's just in 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 sake of because a lot of our topics we've you know we've talked about uh, gravel bikes and different things. Now we're talking about bike commuting, not so much a com- a bike, but commuting on a bicycle. And w- what is your definition of of a bicycle commute or commuting on a bicycle? The fact that you have left your car at home. Okay. And you are going to go from a point A to a point B for the sake of getting to point B. So, so it's not meant just to be this round trip thing like, oh, I'm going to stop at point B, which is my buddy's house, grab a snack, and then I'm going to go back home right. as part of my you know, training ride. No, like I'm going to the store. I'm going to the mall i'm going to work i'm yeah, going so, to the gym so actually it's almost like it, commuting to work however you commute to work Correct. be it a car train or bus this just happens to be a bike yep. method of getting getting to getting to work sure. or to wherever you're going yeah um when you commuted did you did you do other things or did you just go to work have you grocery shopped and done the whole no that's that's one thing i've never done mm-hmm. yeah and vince have you you yeah. don't no, you I, commu- I, I don't do it now because right. I'm old and there's a hill. So I'm just throwing that out there. And I'm on a big enduro bike. I don't have the don't have but, road bike. But it's only a hill one way. It, you get the downhill still, coming it's, it's, to work. Yeah, but it's the uphill after work. Yeah. Yeah, which sounds scary. But uh, when I was younger in college, I used to commute to college. And then uh, I would also commute to my after school job, I guess, and then ride home. Yeah. So the car sat. Yeah, that was, it was nice. I mean, I, the bug, I had a lowered bug and it was scary. So uh-huh. I, I rode my bike. That was more dependable than the bug. It, it, it just seems weird because I've, as we've segued and talked a lot about bikes, it seems like a lot about bicycling and I, and I it likes to have titles or totally, to, mm. you know, titles, labels. Behind, labels i couldn't yeah thanks had the word written down and i couldn't couldn't figure out how to say it labels do you think that's a true assessment obviously we have to use 
words to communicate. So that's where the labels come into play. Beyond that, I mean, if you just open your eyes or look at this, you know, look at the traffic one day, you're going to see people riding on bikes. What are they doing? They're commuting on bikes. Yeah. Some people don't have a place to commute to. <laughs> you know, and that's why they're on bikes. Um, I'm saying this, you know, tongue in cheek, but right. you know, there's, you know, hobos out there that are riding their bicycles because that's all they own, you know, right. which is sad. Um, but for the most part, you know, once in a while you'll see a bicycle commuter and who's got a backpack on and mm -hmm. there looks like they're headed somewhere. Going, going places. Well, a, a guest that's been on the show a couple of times, JT, mm -hmm. he was a huge. He bike. went without a car for like a few years. Something. Yeah, for as long. I mean, up until his last little bit of being at the shop, he didn't have a car. Right. That's just like, crazy talk. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't have a car. And, like, and, he, so, and, that, and that's, the, this, that's like probably the purest form of bicycle commuting, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not just the fact that I'm leaving my car at home, but it's I don't have a car. I don't have to pay for insurance for the pure possession of a car. Mm -hmm. Right. Our, our gas, that's which is like that's $5 a savings, gallon. You're not you registering know? a bike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So if it can be done, that's cool. But our problem is is that we are in suburbia. We're, we're you know, we're in rural suburbia. Mm -hmm. That's the deal. You know, it's not a metropolitan area. So do you think it's easier to commute in in a metropolitan area? I would think. Mm -hmm. However, you don't live, so you don't know. Yeah. Well, you but see a lot more of it. You that's do. For sure. You I definitely mean, see travel a lot to more Portland, of it. travel to LA. I mean, anywhere up north, Seattle. Those, everybody's commuting. And yeah. Yeah. When you're up there, you like it's part of. It's it's the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't just in in foreign countries. Like you know, I've spent a year and a half in Japan, and the bicycles that are in Japan are insane. Oh. You. Everywhere you did everything. Okay, so therefore, how big were those were those neighborhoods? I mean, what was the typical distance of their commute? It, it, it could vary. I mean, um, you know, from the village, the biggest place you would see bikes would be at the train station. So people would ride from the village to the train station, take the train station, take the train to Hiroshima. Okay, get off Hiroshima, and they're going to work. You know, so they're close to wherever they're going. Take the train back. Uh, at the end of the day, get on our bikes and go home. But um, the roads are so small and it's so crowded that literally 90% of everyone that traveled or got around was either bus, train, or bicycle. I just feel that like for an ease of commute, bicycle commuting, there, there's, there's got to be about a five-mile max radius of, of travel. Because five miles once, one way? One way. Because once you go past this imaginary five-mile marker... Then it becomes dude, more like work? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so, so I... Well, so, I'm sorry. Right now, like, you know, I'm in, I, I live in Lake Elsinore and work is in Marietta. And it's 16 miles to get to work, you know? Yeah, it's, and, it's 13 and, for me. Yeah. And, and but the, typically by the time I'm like, okay... I'm done. I look down and it's about six miles. 
you know, and, and it's and not, then the rest of the nine miles is okay. Yeah. Now I'm working, but it's, it's not an easy commute either. Yours. I mean, it's a eh, lot, whatever. I mean, okay, I'm not even going to talk about like, you know, just actual hard, how much hard work it is or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it's just time too, you know, like 16 miles away. And let's just pretend that I am fast and I'm doing 16 miles an hour, which I really am actually, because I get home about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an hour. It's an hour to get home. Yeah. You know, an hour to get to work. That's two hours out of your already nine, 10 hour, 11 hour day. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, you know, and then, well, unfortunately, um, <laughs> if you commute to work, it's not like you can go to go go out for drinks after. It's not like you can, you know, run by the store. And if you do, well, you just added more time. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to JT, just like we we talked about, and him commuting. A he didn't have a car, and everything. All his trips had to revolve around a how he would take the bus to get to the train to get to somewhere where he could ride a bike to get on the bus, yada, yada, yada. But there were days he came in on, on a bike with just big panniers because that was the day he was going grocery shopping. So, you know, he he was the epitome of a, of a, a commuter for me and did everything. The other individual that, that you and I both know is uh, Alex out of the Irvine store. And, you know, he's moved to Pasadena. And, you know, he commutes from Pasadena to Irvine every day. Really? You mean Long Beach? Well, he lives. Right, he works Long Beach. Got Alex it. Freitas, yeah. yeah. His commute's thirty-six miles. Wow! But is he on bus, train? Nope, bicycle the whole way. Wow! There and back. Yeah, I mean that's that's a two-three-hour commute. So he leaves at seven. He gets home at ten. You know, if, yeah. if, if if it's played right, depending on traffic, and then. Now he's to get up the next morning. He has to leave at seven in order to get to work by ten. Yeah, you know that's it's, yeah. I'm it, and I think commuting on a bike is, is awesome. But mm-hmm. I, I I think like you said, in a metropolitan area where the sweet spot is six to seven miles, where within that six to seven miles, there there's 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 a hub of activity. And our sixteen miles, we don't really have a hub of activity. No, mm-hmm. you know, there's fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I find, and I've done it, you know, and, and, and there, there, we work for a company that, that actually rewards you for commuting. You, you get, you get paid to commute. Uh, another company I worked for, REI, did the same thing. You know, if you rode a bike, they paid for your bus pass, yada, yada type of thing. But I mean, it's, it's tough. And the toughest part that I find was, was not so much getting to work. Cause that, you know, once you get kind of used to that, it's kind of invigorating. You have energy, you get to work and you're good. But, uh, like a day like today, where we're in the shop working till 7.30, customers are in the store and you're doing this and doing this. And then at 7.30, you do your closing procedures and realize, oh man, I got to change clothes, <laughs> get on a bike and ride a bike for an hour. So to me, the hardest part of commuting was the end of the day or going home. It, I think if I could only commute one way, it'd be a <laughs> Then that's not really a commute, then, is it? But I think that's, to me, that's the hardest part, especially when time changes. Now you're riding home in the dark, and it's getting colder as you ride home, Uh and it's cold in the morning when you leave. So, I mean, the people that do it, my hats are off to them. It's like... Otherwise, you're doing it uh, uh, 
to also uh, um, complement your training program. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's when it really works, right? It right. works for you because you got to ride anyways. You need to, you know, you need to get base miles in. You need to get their, your time in. So, okay, uh, instead of me driving back home and then getting on my bike and, and going out for a training ride, guess what? I have my training. Right. So it's all about mindset. It has to it, obviously. I mean, every I think anything in his life is mm -hmm. about mindset. It's about mindset, you know. And so, just what am I trying to accomplish? And if I can kill two birds with one stone, then cool, you know. But I mean, even when you are training for something, guess what? You've allocated time. Your family understands you've allocated time, so that you're going to be away, right? Whereas, okay, I have to go to work. I want to be home with my family too. I want to minimize the time between the time I get off of work and the time that I get home to be with my family. Mm -hmm. So if I can get home in 15 minutes by car versus one hour, right? You know, that's the tough part. Mm -hmm. So, Jonathan, you had the e bike for a while. Mm -hmm. Did that change any of that? No. No. Did no. you use the e-bike for that? I did. A couple times, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So, I mean, so the e-bike, you know, again, uh, allows, uh, you know, pushes me uh, up to 20 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. um, so I saved 10 minutes. Yeah, which isn't much. Yeah. I mean, that was the deal. So it wasn't the fact that I was tired. It was all about time. Mm -hmm. The fact that it was going to take 50 minutes but really, it took more than 50 minutes because I had to change. I had to always prep. Yeah. You know? And so, whereas at the end of the day, you take off your shirt, you pick up your keys, you walk out the door. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You're like, gone. you're in your car in, in, in a minute. Yeah. You're listening to music. You're yeah. yeah. You know? Whereas, like, it's 15 minutes later that I finally get on the bike. Mm -hmm. So, again, I mean, obviously... This sucks the way we, we're, we're, Commuting's we're, we're dumb. already talking about this. It's like <laughs> bicycle commuting. I don't want to do this. But I think we are talking about realities. And this is the reason why you don't see a lot of bicycle commuters. Ergo, when you do see a bicycle commuter, you should pull over and give them a big hug. Oh, yeah. Or, or a cup of coffee because it's cold. But don't throw the coffee at them. Oh, is that? They're not waiting for that. No. Oh, they're, they're not ready. Yeah. That, that it's not to the Tour de France where you're, or Tour de France where you're handing out like Gatorades and stuff. It's yeah. it's yeah. They'll take offense. So do you feel, Jonathan Vance, you chime in too? Do you feel you need a special? And I did quotey fingers bike. Can, we've talked about different style bikes, and all of that is. Can you do you feel? Can you commute on any bike? Do, or, or is there a bike more specified or set up for commuting? Or do you just use what you have? First and foremost, use what you have. Uh -huh. Right. That's what we're always going to say. Uh huh. So, so make make you your know. make your Madone work. Sure. Well, like, make your mountain <laughs> yeah. bike work. Yeah. Make. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's what you are gearing at, then do it. Yeah. However, yes, we're going to use marketing. To, <laughs> to, you know, convince you that, okay, you know, you want the most efficient performance product, you know, to make your life convenient. Right. And ergo, there are commuter bikes. 
and commuter bikes are basically hybrids or beefed up road bikes or gravel bikes and we'll have cargo carry uh, cargo racks and or fenders i think mm-hmm. and I think, fenders yeah, if you think, lived in other areas mm-hmm. other than southern california right yeah but even if you commute in los angeles and it doesn't rain i think fenders are good street washers and just the grime and the gunk that's on roads no ah uh, no i don't I mean this is uh, my opinion i know there's not a lot of gunk Okay, I'm just that flies up at you, right? You know, when you mean the few times that you ride through because someone was washing their car and you, I mean, that's a little bit of a spurt. And okay, fine. You know, <laughs> I guess if you're commuting in your suit, yeah, you know, something like but that. But see, like, again, that's your metropolitan thing yeah, again. Yeah, that's not here. Well, see, and I find that like Culver City is is huge. There's a lot of scooters and a lot of bicyclists and commuters in Culver City for for whatever reason you hang out there on a Saturday or you go there during the week it just seems like a very bike friendly area of Los Angeles and really small kind of you know subset or area it's Culver City and uh, you see the people riding you know the the stereotypical uh, commuter got their suit and their tweed jacket on and the little elastic band around their pants yeah. it's like yeah I, but to me, and again, it seems like this whole thing we've been very negative, and I, I will sum it up at the end as not being negative. We just find a lot of reasons not to do it. But <laughs> that seems like a lot of clothes to wear, and now you're all sweaty when you get to work. I mean, that, that, that seems like – or maybe they're only commuting for like five minutes. Is that is – I that, think that that's, would be the deal. Yeah, that's why your metropolitan thing works. Yeah, because it's like flat both ways. Don't have a hill like mm-hmm. Benny has. And you can put on a suit, be there mm-hmm. in five minutes, walk in and make a meeting and don't have to worry about a parking spot or traffic So lights. I will tell you how I did a little bit of my commuting setup. Um, so when, really, let's see, let's, let's use the Powerfly, the, the, the e-bike, you know, that I was using for a while. Um, I, I made it so that I could just wear regular clothes. Um, and not really have to change. Um, so the, uh, you know, typically when we ride, we ride our bicycles, we want to wear some type of, of padding, right? right. You know, the chamois, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, under, with our cycling shorts. So I literally got rid of that and I put on a comfy seat, <laughs> like literally, a comfy foam mm-hmm. good cruiser seat. Yeah. Right. And so, and you know, here's the thing about the padding, right? Like, so we're big about padding at the shop, right? We want people, Hey, you know what, what are you going to do? You're going to wear bike, get shorts or whatever. Um, and the reason why you get shorts, right. Is for, you know, to have the padding be form fitting and it's moving with your body. Um, but obviously it requires you to wear different clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so by getting a, a, not a, just a cruiser seat, but a more comfy seat, you are uh, transferring the padding to an external piece. And then now you get to wear your regular clothes, by the way, be careful about jeans because the lining of your back pockets is going to bite into your skin. Yeah. After yes. a while, right? And then that this is again still the problem about just wearing regular clothes. 
So I had to figure out what kind of shorts I could wear, regular looking shorts, but still shorts that aren't weren't going to bite into my skin, you know, and you learn that you learn that through, you know, process and trial and error, you know? So when you commuted, uh, did you wear like full on bike clothes or did you kind of wear a hybrid set? A hybrid set. Yeah. Like a pair of baggies over, uh, over bike shorts or you just wore a pair of dicky shorts with uh, the comfy seat? Um, I stayed with regular underwear um, and you know, like boxer briefs, you know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all my tidy whities were dirty. Do do tell more. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so you know, boxer briefs, and and thankfully, there's not like hard lining on those, you know. Right. Uh, and then I just wore like baggy shorts that that the pockets were either just further away or less less thick. I guess not as thick as as denim and you pockets. did this so that there wasn't like a big changeover at the end of the day or yeah bit, or when you got to work you could just sort of like yeah slip on a clean pair of socks and, and work shoes and go yeah totally mm-hmm. did you uh i did wear i mean i, I did wear a different shirt right okay. yeah you know because you I mean you are sweating you know so i at least had to change my shirt um but i just i didn't like want to totally you know derobe Right. Mm. You know. That was, that was a weird one, huh? Sorry. <laughs> yes. Were you thinking about something else, or was that just... You like you liked that <laughs> word. Unfortunately, I was thinking about what he was saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Commuting. Yeah, that's that's... That's what Vinny was mm. was thinking about, I think. I'm, I'm not sure at this point, but who, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I did like about commuting, let's talk about what we did like about commuting. Yeah. I felt like I was contributing to, hold on, it has nothing to do with earthly <laughs> uh, saving the planet things. Um, oh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll word it a different way. Uh, I felt like I was being unique. You know, I felt like I I was uh, uh, the topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's that crazy guy commuting again. Uh huh. Correct. Cool. Or it just gave you an in for conversation. Hey, I yeah. commute to work. Or just yeah, all of the above. That See, was pretty much everything. It. it it was an ego thing. That's pretty really? much the deal. It's yeah. You know, because even when I'm on it on on the bike and riding. Well, first off, okay, I mean, we're we're, we're nerds, right? Because when we we we're in love with bikes, right? And so, um, like I I geared up my bike, like I would have mm-hmm. bags here and bags there and racks here, and I mean, just trying to find every which way to look, you know, hip. The part, mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever uh-huh. the part maybe, you know. And so, and, and I was all proud of myself for, you know, figuring out that I could ride a comfy seat without, you know, bike shorts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the length of our entertainment, you know? So when I was out there, I mean, you, you look like you're, you know, uh, you're, it looks like you're not contributing to the traffic, right? It looks right. like you're, you know, trying to be a good person. 
No, and I, when I was doing it, I did it for a while, and I, I thought to myself, I'm saving money, I'm budgeting, I'm, I'm doing a good job, but then I, like you were saying, tricking out the bike, I had a an an older mountain bike, that became my commuter, that all of a sudden I needed racks, I needed commuting <laughs> tires, I needed this, I needed that. I could have easily probably commuted in the bug and saved more money than I was. <laughs> yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Like it was it was a good feeling to think that I was doing it, even though in reality probably I exactly. wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you did say you did it because you didn't want to drive the bug to save money or was it, it an eco, uh, no, environmental choice? Or? No, it was a it was a show car that my dad and I built. Yeah. Um it was more of a risk to drive it to take it to school it was a slam lowered bug with right. a rag top yeah um every time i took it to school someone door dang it you know took it to work something would happen right um it was easier to leave it at home yeah i i, I fixed that by buying another economical car a bmw so <laughs> doing my part yeah <laughs> contributing to something don't right? know don't know what it is german mechanics yeah um well, I the times that I've I've commuted and there for a while, and 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 I think Jonathan mentioned it earlier. Well, I know he mentioned it earlier. I kind of used it as training, um, not training. I wasn't training for anything. It just helped with my weekly group rides. If I'm riding, because I figured out it's 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 the way I go. It ends up being at like you know sixteen miles, with with you know. Same amount of feet climbing this way and the same amount of feet climbing going home. But I got to climb Whitewood every day, you know, and for those in the area know how much fun climbing Whitewood is. Mm. But you climb Whitewood five times a week, you'd be surprised how easy it is to climb. Just like that whole conversation we had earlier about being on a bike for eight hours a day. You climb the same hill every day. And when you actually do it with a group ride, you find it a lot easier to be at the front and set the pace and and you know, the ability to hurt people on a climb, on a climb that you do every day. Mm -hmm. So my commute, I used it to really get in shape for climbing and to help because it was 60 miles and we had some pretty good climbs coming back. And at the end of the day, even though the hard part was changing over, riding, riding in the dark, in the cold or whatever, and you're worried about, you know, visibility, but you got to climb Whitewood every day. And for your training mentality or for whatever you're riding for, that that was huge, you know, and uh, I also felt like I was contributing because I, my car gets about nineteen miles to the gallon on a good day. That's pretty know? good. And and gas is what five dollars a gallon. So you know if you're if you're driving nineteen miles to work, so you know it, it's five dollars just to get to work, mm -hmm. five dollars to get home. You know, at the end of a month, that's you know that's some savings if you look at it that way. But I never saw the savings. I don't know where the savings went. I, they went back what? to the bike shop. Yeah, because like then you use your car on the end of you you use your car on the weekend and you drive twice as far on the weekend and you do a road trip and now yeah. you've utilized all of the uh, yeah you know all the savings that you had. It would be fun. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen you know videos of people like they actually have multiple buckets in their homes of, and they would put money in. You know, as like how they would save whatever, and 
just thought like, well, you know, I was gonna, I was, I was going to buy a Starbucks today, but instead, here's this five bucks and it goes in here, right? And then so they're able to see the tangible savings. Obviously, they're doing this for show because they recorded it on video, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and but it's neat. It would be fun that way to go. Okay, I just commuted to work. I saved ten dollars today, right, by not spending money on gas. Mm-hmm. So let me put that into this bucket because I would have spent it anyways. So we're, so now it's just going into this bucket. Then my kids would take it. (laughs) And then it gets you somewhere else. The thing, I mean, you might not see it, but if if you drive to work every day, you fill up your car once a week. And and right now it's costing $70 to fill up my vehicle. So if I can take that $70 instead of doing it once a week by riding a bike to work and I can push that $70 to now once every two weeks, that's a a huge savings. Mm Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, you might not physically or tangibly see the but savings. But you got to do it somewhere else. You got to do it in, in uh, many other places of your life. Because as soon as you do that and you're like, oh, well, I I, I did really awesome. I'm going to treat myself out to Red Lobster tonight. Boom. Yeah. Your 35 bucks is gone. And for, forget about Red Lobster. Just for three people going to um, In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just one person going in and out is like 12 bucks. Yeah. 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 So, boom, you just lost it, you know? You went into your tummy and out. Yeah, granted. I mean, if you're going to commute or if you're looking to do it, you know, economically, environmentally or whatever, then there's seriously other things you have to cut out. And one of them that I cut out is that that five or six dollars a day on on, uh, a caffeinated milk beverage drink from mm-hmm. Starbucks or any other place that sells you a frappuccino or whatever that adds up too. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you know, and I, 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 I've quit. I haven't done those in, in a long, long time. I, I can't. haven't, I haven't had one since Monday. Oh, Monday. Today, yeah. Yeah. Because it, if you transfer the money from your phone to your card, your Starbucks card, I know it's not like it's not, it's you not like you're it. spending money. Yeah, and then you get points, uh-huh. so I can tell my wife I'm using the points. It's very yeah, true. God, she's gonna listen. It's very true. <laughs> yeah, I had coupons. Yeah, like I always get free drinks from Starbucks. Always, because Trina, she goes, she scans it, and then she's got enough points. Yeah, and then I get a free drink. You can use the points. So it's yeah. like, wow, you should do this more, Trina. Yeah. Keep spending that money so you can get that's the free the, drinks. That's the same Spending philosophy. money? She spends money? That's the same. I thought I, she... I, no, you she just coupons. Loads, it's coupons. The, she loads the cards, right? With, and then like magical, she gets free drinks. Yeah, you yeah. load the card by putting magical yeah. numbers in. There you yeah. go. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I got this. Well, we don't need that. But it was on sale. Yeah. You're gonna... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do with it? I don't know, but I got three of them for the price of one. Huh? It's so, it's I, right. We, instead we instead of one. leaving with just the one, you're like, no, I, I need... was already going to spend. Yeah. <laughs> so, right? I, I might as just <laughs> fill up. It's, uh, it's so funny that way. Pringles. Yeah. I needed seven. Tubs of Pringles. Yeah, because it was buy one, get three free or whatever. Buy three, get two free. Uh I don't know. It's crazy. Um, But I I, I do think we should sort of clear it up here. We're not anti-commuters. We just really gave a lot of the reasons why we in this room don't commute. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe we need to do this broadcast from another city one day. Yeah, and actually with commuters. <laughs> and see what it looks like in another city. Because here it's hard. It, yeah. it is difficult. It's hard to have that positive. I, I don't think Southern California will ever be a Commuter. commuting area. No. Yeah. It just ain't going to happen. And, and your microcosm of that might be downtown LA, you know, your Culver City. But Pasadena. man. Yeah. You know, be Pasadena for all of like three blocks. That three blocks is yeah, awesome for it. Like Culver City, maybe downtown LA, but mm. there's even hills down there. Yeah, there are hills down there. Yeah, That's... crazy hills. Um, so before we before we get out of here, want to give a little segue to our conversation for next episode, and it it could you know a continuation of commuting because we're going to talk about our adventure bikes. And, yes. And how we plan on setting them up, some goals and aspirations that we plan on doing with them. It might even involve into commuting. Who knows? But um, it's... Uh, well, it is commuting, except we're doing it with a purpose and uh, it's for enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't about saving money because I'm going to fix an adventure bike exactly. to buy more camping gear. <laughs> to <allow. laughs> Um, so hmm. that's for backpacking. I really need this for bike yeah, packing. It's a whole so separate thing. It's a whole separate yeah. thing. It's crazy. Um, so we're going to, we'll, we'll do that. But I know Vinny, um, wants to share a little thought with us. Um, we're going to give a kind of a shout out, uh, this week in Southern California, we've, we've, uh, fires everywhere. Yeah. Er, I mean, and that's literally and literally the truth everywhere. Everywhere. And, and uh, and up north, your family was directly uh, uh, affected by yeah. the fires. So, yeah. so yeah, we were we were heavily impacted. Um, I mean, people that know me know that before I became a stay at home dad, I I did biotech for years, but then I started up a farm with my sister, um, up in Sonoma County, up in Healdsburg. Um, that whole Alexander Valley basically burned this last week. Um, my sister-in-law was also impacted. She's got a veterinary clinic in Occidental. They were evacuated. My sister was evacuated. Uh, luckily, the restaurant, the the inn did not burn. My sister's house did not burn. Um, we have a, a couple people that did lose houses that we know of. Uh, the one big thing they're asking for is support and not send them money. They want visitors. So once this whole thing blows over... Um, People, people, they want people to come up there. Tourism is what keeps them afloat. Right. Um, so just because the area is burned, you know, the restaurant's going to open back up. The the wineries that are there will will continue to do what they're doing. So to keep Sonoma strong, um, please, you know, if you're planning a trip, don't cancel it just because of this. Um, please go up there if if you know, heck, if do some some bike packing up there. Right. Um, they have a ton of it, but yeah, yeah please keep the tourism afloat. And uh, keep planning your trips. Don't be scared away from the fires. Um, they're out. Um, now we're prepping for floods. So. <laughs> and much like. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, big shout out uh, all up and down California to first responders and firefighters everywhere who are on the front lines battling and keeping personal property safe and just doing what they need to do. Uh, I do think you need to mention the name of your sister's restaurant. Oh, yes, Single Thread Farm and Inn. So um, if you go to singlethreadfarms.com, um, you can go ahead and, and uh, book if you need to book. Um, hopefully you go book. 
um, five room in, uh, three star, three Michelin star restaurant, all kinds of awards for architecture. Um, the yeah. place is amazing. The yeah. farm is amazing. The people there are, are one of a kind. Um, if you know the area that you know, there are a lot of great restaurants up there, but I think ours kind of stands out a little bit. And, and on the flip side of that, not only wine, uh, Michelin three-star restaurant, just like if you know Michelin three stars, you know how big a deal it's it is. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big They're deal. They're big in Japan. So <laughs> it's huge. And, uh, you know, up in that area, it's also home of Russian River. Yes. Brewing. Yeah. So, um, you and know. We have uh, a collaboration with them. So, yeah. yeah. Um, go up there and support the local scene. Yeah. So tourism is huge, uh, especially on, on areas that survive on tourism. Don't Don't let. The things that happen scare you away. If you're planning a trip, keep the trip going because they're counting on you coming to see them, whatever uh, endeavor they're involved in up there. Mm -hmm. As we sit here, Single Thread Farm in Heldsburg. Heldsburg, yep. Heldsburg is 529 miles away. Yep, and that used to be my commute one way. That's a, I wasn't doing it on a bike. I was about to say, no wonder. Because if you did it by bike, <laughs> it would take you. I would give me been... a moment. Uh, well, it turns into 653 miles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two days and ten hours. Yep. Via the 101 freeway, which would have really sucked because I used to leave on a Monday and come home on a Thursday. So <laughs> I would have never made it. But otherwise, it's an eight-hour drive. Yeah. yeah. And but you know, with the they have uh, Santa Rosa Airport right down the road. Um, the the restaurant in offer a shuttle service. Um, yeah, they they contact uh, Single Thread Farm if you want to go up there. Um, they will definitely make something happen for everybody. But yeah, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. So. Uh... Sonoma Strong, a shout out to all the first responders and firefighters out there in harm's way taking care of uh, trying to keep California from just completely burning up. So uh, thank you, guys. Your job is uh, underappreciated and often overlooked. But in times of need, everyone knows uh, what you bring to the table. So a shout out and thank you. And speaking of weekends, you look through the haze and the fog, you can see it right over there, the weekend. You can see it from here. So get out there and enjoy. Have fun. Jonathan, thank you. Good night. Vinny, as always, thanks for joining, brother. Thanks for having me. I maybe appreciate you'll, it. Maybe you'll join us again here soon. I hope thanks, so. guys. Uh, until next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.